Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Paul McKee, and I'm going to let Paul introduce himself and give all the titles that he has. So, Paul, welcome. Thanks, Led, and uh, appreciate the opportunity. Yes, I'm Paul McKee. I'm the CEO uh, owner of M Property Services, who is a full-service real estate development company, and uh, we are developing the north side uh, regeneration project in North St. Louis. I'm sure there's a lot of people who, when they hear Northside regeneration, this is like a lot of people have a lot of different ideas. So can you give us an overview of the development and how significant this is to the city? Sure, I'd be glad to. But beforehand, I want to, since this is the AGC, want to compliment my friends at Parrot Corporation and my son and his team. It's the 40th anniversary of Parrot. And Congratulations. uh, They've done a great job, so I want to shout out to them. Northside Regeneration has been a a vision of ours. Uh, We're literally in our 17th year, uh, Len. And the idea was we have found success out here at Winghaven uh, with the 1,200-acre development, and then Bob Clark and I put together the uh, North Park up by the airport and found good success there and, and when I mean success we're able to win major jobs MasterCard out here in Winghaven and Express Scripts and Schnooks at uh, North Park and I thought man I can do that in the city if I could find the land so 17 years ago I hired a fellow that said if you could get me 50 percent of the vacant land in St. Louis I'll start so he took him six months, came back, and said, yes, we can do it. So I started buying ground, my wife and I, in 2017, or 2002, I'm sorry. And the, the vision has really grown from there, and the idea is is to make the north side the, the real jewel of the city of St. Louis. So is that really your vision for the north side regeneration, is to make that the jewel? Absolutely, absolutely. It's really unusual to be able to find the amount of vacant land and vacant buildings touching an urban core anywhere in America. And, uh, man, I drove it and drove it and drove it until uh, we saw it. And it has really taken some shape. Obviously, it's, I tell people it's like raising a teenager. It changes every day it, uh, <laughs> from where we started to where we are today. Yes. Not only is it like raising a teenager in that regard, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of inspiration. So, you know, everybody has their vision of what St. Louis is. It's underserved, it's crime-ridden, it's neglected. So what inspired you to sort of grab onto that as a personal mission to address that? Uh, the community has been very good to my wife and I and our family. We found success here in, uh, in many ways, and uh, I want my grandkids to... Uh, to live here and to find jobs here and that this become a great place. And we were challenged many times as being urban sprawlers because I've done this out here in St. Charles County and I've done it in North Park, but why not come into the urban core? So that was the number one challenge. The number two challenge was, you know, it's 
was not a good place, and it's still a tough place in a lot of ways. But the idea is uh, I hunt jobs. That's what I do for a living. And with able to do it out here in North Park, why couldn't I bring jobs into the north side, which is desperately what the people needed. So in the process, we discovered there's really five deserts on the north side. Uh, there's no 24-7 health care. There's no food. There's no security, uh, the crime ridden, there's no data services, there's a digital divide, and safety is a huge issue. So we start attacking those five things at the same time. We've all heard about the NGA, the National Geospatial thing. That's mm-hmm. certainly a major component of it. I mean, that's a 100-acre plot in the heart of the development. Now, how were you involved in that, and how did you sort of mastermind bringing that into town and having that sort of be a, I guess, an anchor for this whole north side regeneration thing? Well, in our original development plan, uh, the, the city approved and, and gave us rights to construct 3 million square feet of office, uh, 2 million square feet of retail, a million square feet of light industrial, and 3,000 housing units, and a $394 million tip. So from day one, we always thought we could bring a major tenant and a major job provider to the north side, just like MasterCard came to Winghaven, just like Express Scripts came to North Park, just like Schnooks came to North Park. Why couldn't we do that in the city? So we're in that market all the time. And in 2012, both Clayco, Bob Clark's CRG, uh, Clayco Realty Group, and my group uh, were solicited by Jones Lang and LaSalle to respond to a blind RFP for a million square feet of building, 50 acres, and 5,000 jobs. Well, you don't get many solicitations <laughs> like that. It, obviously, it, it brought Bob's group and my group right to our tippy toes, so mm-hmm. we decided for sure we're going to compete. So we put 50 acres in North Park and 50 acres in the north side into play and uh, responded to the RFP. That was the beginning in 2012. It was blind. We had no idea who it was or what it was about. Wow. And now it's led to this. So residents around the north side regeneration are seeing a grocery store. You got Greenleaf Market there, convenience store, gas station, Zoom. So you've got two developments really going on at the same time. Well, it's, it's you got to think of it like an anchor in the rest of the space that accommodates it. So we're trying to rebuild community. We, we really are community builders uh, at MPS. But let's go back to the NGA for a minute because it happened in 2012 where we responded to the RFP. And then it took from, we answered, I think, three or four more uh, blind requests over the next 18 months. We found out we were two of 200, and then we found out we were two of 28, and then we found out we were two of 14. <laughs> and then uh, because we were happened to be in D.C. and was sitting with Senator Roy Blunt, and he told uh, told me who it was and, and the size of it, and you could have knocked me off my chair. And at that point, we were down to two of 14. And, when we realized who it was and that they already had existing 3,100 jobs in the city of St. Louis, Bob and I agreed to take North Park off the table because we didn't think it was fair. At that time, Charlie Dooley was kind of executive, and we mm-hmm. went to him and told him what we were doing, and we pulled North Park off the table 
because it, it should stay in the city because it was already into the city. And then we got down to the final six and was asked to come to a meeting. And we had competed now based on 52 acres, if you could imagine. And we go to the meeting, and the city went with us to the meeting for the first time. Uh, we shared with the city who it was and brought them to the table. At the meeting, the fellow from the NGA proceeds to tell me that they made a mistake, that they really needed 125 to 150 acres. And wow, uh, that <laughs> about popped our That's bubble. a big mistake. Right. <laughs> and at that point, we knew Scott Air Force Base was in play with 1,000 acres. Right. So long story short, we were able to get it to 133.4 acres, which included the Pruitt-Igo, and the city was willing to work with us. And uh, we went through a whole EIS, environmental impact study, uh, and came out number one, which was just unbelievable. And also, uh, very graciously, the state of Missouri passed legislation, huge deal in 2015 that uh, permitted the city to bond out the taxes uh, for Missouri. That was a $360 million piece of legislation or we wouldn't have been able to win the NGA. Now, I think a lot of people are just focusing on the NGA, and they really don't have a concept about all the other things that are going on surrounding that, the office space, the medical facilities, the educational facilities, the residential. Can you talk a little bit about that whole complex that's going in around the NGA itself? The idea here is every uh, roughly 3.5 new jobs that are created create a new household. So there's definitely a relationship between mm -hmm. job creation and residential creation. So that's a big deal. And uh, so we have aligned both on the north and the east side of the NGA's phase one of housing. Uh, and we have brought in a residential developer called Net Zero because the homes really are net zero energy homes. And uh, the first three displays are, are underway right now, hoping to open up sometime September, October, and there'll probably be 250 homes in the first phase of that. And then uh, the other piece that, that every about 1.5 jobs you create will create other kind of jobs, uh, whether they're retail, whether it's food, uh, food it's or office or whatever. Right. So there's this direct correlation. So we have been planning both on the Pruitt-Igo site, we call it the Innovation District, the 34 acres of Pruitt-Igo directly across the street from the NGA to the south. And then to the west uh, will be another community district uh, that'll be mixed use. And then also we have what's called a star district, the initial star for science uh, technology uh, applications uh, in applied science. So we can handle everything on all sides of the NGA. So we're attempting to build a community around the NGA as the NGA is an anchor. So people are focused on the construction spend at the NGA site, but quite frankly, when you look at office, residential, medical, light industrial, that spend is probably every bit as big, if not bigger, than the NGA itself. You're absolutely correct. It, it actually will be bigger, uh, more dollars spent in the construction industry, and we're blessed, uh, you know, to have the skill and the trades here. And uh, as I mentioned to you, the, the Carpenter Union have absolutely been great with us and uh, helped and participated in some of these projects, which is great, and have uh, the trades have built 
everything we've done so far and the minority uh, participation with it, it, we've exceeded all expectations of it, which has been very, very good as well. So while we've been focusing on the construction spend, let's go back to your original premise for getting this off the ground about making St. Louis a jewel and making this a better part of the community and making St. Louis a better place to live. This obviously is going to be the outcome of all of this. That's, that's exactly correct. And we have such an opportunity uh, with, the, with the NGA, stands for the National Geospatial Agency. It, they today, geospatial computing, which is at the core of everything they do, is where the Internet was in 1993. Man, when you think about that, St. Louis has the opportunity, and we have the base people and types of industries with our tech industry that we have here. You know, one out of every four tech jobs, they can't fill in St. Louis today. So we're importing tech people constantly. And... Uh, is going to grow exponentially so our dream and we've we've given it the name that we want to become the worldwide hub for geospatial computing and we really believe that the north side will anchor that within the city of st louis and we're just anxious to get on with it and uh, to show the world that we can deliver here as a community that's really really important so there's a lot of ongoing collateral work that and development that happens to continue to bring jobs here continue to put st louis on the map as a real technology leader in this space there's no question about it and we've got some great companies here that are already in the geospatial computing stage but boy there's many many more that are going to want to be here because the nga is here and the nga needs these people to be here so it's a great collaboration between government and industry because the real the industry is where all the high tech piece is so the government needs industry just like industry needs the government so it's a great public private relationship here that we want the core of the north side to be the anchor for our community so for people who want to stay in tuned in on this development and see where this goes what's the best way for them just watch the newspaper or what's the best way to stay dialed in on how this is all going because it, it truly is extremely exciting i'm a native of st louis and this is extremely exciting to see something like this happening uh what well, and us too i mean for for me uh at, at my age, I wish I was younger, I can tell you that, because it's so exciting. It really is exciting. But it's uh, the good Lord has blessed us, so we're going to continue to do it. But I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, where a lot of the business folks read and uh, people in the, in the AGC industry are on there. And we also do it on websites and also in, in media as well. But we've been pretty paced about that, uh, about what we release when, uh, because we're dealing in some confidential spaces. We're delighted that McCarthy got picked in the team of McCarthy and Ginsler and his whole team. Uh, and they, too, got to be closed-mouthed about a lot of the stuff sure. because of the security side around here. But the one thing that I want to make sure people understand is the NGA isn't just about computing. It's also about analysts. So they're some of the brightest people in the world. So to me, I think of the NGA almost like an incredible university. So it's got the greatest minds in the world that are taking data from all over the world, interpreting it to, to keep our country safe. What better agenda than to have that right in the heart of the north side? Who would have thunk it a few years ago in <laughs> Jefferson and Cass that we've got this kind of anchor for our community? It's really exciting. It's really exciting in the black community, in my opinion. And, 
one of my real goals is to figure out how to prepare the community to to take those jobs. What we can do training-wise, development-wise, all those sort of pieces that come into it. You got it. Paul, anything else you want to share before we sign off today? Uh, yeah, well, one is the, you, you know my roots are in the build business in uh, the AGC and my whole career from Tarleton to Parrick to developing today. And it's uh, I consider the tradespeople and the contractors my folks. So uh, they've been great with us and uh, been great in welcoming minorities into the trades, which, as you and I know, has been a real journey for our industry. And it's uh, we continues got long, to be. Yeah, and we got a long way to go. But we're on our way to really doing some good things. So I really appreciate the community support and appreciate what you're doing. Thank you, Len. Paul, thank you for your time today. And I look forward to watching that ribbon be cut. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> thank you again. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.